Well, packed week, let's go. Repeat after me. Say, I am somebody. I am a warrior. Therefore, I am victorious. I love to be victorious. Amen. Oh, I love to be victorious. The Michigan Wolverine, I love, I mean, I just love to be victorious. I was getting ready for church today, and, and God said, listen, you need, they need all the help they can get. Put, put that hoodie on. Get it on the altar. Preach. Preach the word with it on. They need it. But I guess since that other team is gone, we are now God's, the, America's team. Sorry, my brother. I know you're still. I know you're still hurting. Okay. Therefore, I am victorious, and that's because I am a child of God. How many believe that? Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You can have the the children go ahead and. I know some of y'all, when you're able to block the camera, some of y'all ain't children anymore that just left. That's me. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We are continuing our sermon series on this month is what? Pray more. Pray more. Pray more. Hopefully you guys took that to heart. Um, hopefully last week you understood the importance of taking the time, right, to go before our Heavenly Father and pray uh, not only for ourselves, um, not only for ourselves, um, but for everybody we come in contact with. Amen? For everybody uh, that, 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 that is around us, it is important for you and I to pray for our loved ones, pray for our peers, pray for our co-workers, pray for the people you don't like. Amen? Amen? We need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to real quick. I don't know if I gave you this scripture back there, but Psalms 115, 16. Psalms 115, verse 16. Psalms 115, Verse 16, amen, amen. And the heaven, even the heavens, I believe we had it last week, if you guys still got it last week, but that's all right. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth, how many remember this scripture? He has given to who? The children of men. He has given to the children of men. You and I, right, we have been tasked with ruling and praying over this earth. That's our responsibility. God has given you and I, right, rulership. He's given us authority as we walk this earth to rule it and to hopefully rule it the right way. Amen. We cannot just sit back and, and do nothing while things get worse in this world, 
We, it's too much idle time. Listen, we, years we've just been sitting on our hands. It's time for the people of God to do something about it. Amen? It's time for us to have a voice. Okay? It's time for us to have a voice. And you may think, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm just a jack nobody. What can I do, right? Right? And so that's what we think sometimes. The things that are going on in this world, you say, it's out of my hands. I mean, what can I do? What, what, what can I do? Every Sunday, I have you repeat the Warrior's Creed. You're, you're not just a jack nobody. Come on, somebody. You are somebody. You are somebody. You are somebody. You and I have the power and the authority to make some things happen. How many understand that? All we have to do is open our mouths. All we have to do is go before our Heavenly Fathers. That's what we have to do. There was a... One day, little Timmy... Little Timmy asked his pa, he said, Pa, does the Lord know everything? Why, yes, son, replied his papa. Well, why do you ask that question? Because, little Timmy replied, when the pastor prays, he goes on and on and on. He takes forever as if God doesn't already know this stuff. <laughs> a lot of us might think like this. God already knows it. What do I got to sit there for an hour and tell him anything for? Why do I got to take five minutes of the day to say something when he already knows the problem? We think God already knows what I'm going through, so why even tell him? If he sees everything and he knows everything, what's the point? Little Timmy said, here he knows. What the, what's this pastor still praying for? Come on, get on with this thing. You might think it's a waste of time, but I'm going to let you know that praying is the most important thing you would do in a day. It's the most important thing you would do before your day even begins. You would set yourself at peace. You will go before our Heavenly Father and you, you would set your mind at ease. You said, God, walk with me today. Talk with me today. Be with me today. Especially when I get next to that co-worker who gets on my last nerve. Be with me today, God. Yeah, imagine if you go before God before you get to work. Because without it, you're frustrated, you're mad, the car you know, didn't start and this and that. And you're slamming the doors and you're getting to work. Don't talk to me today, girl. And you... So let's make sure that we, we plan accordingly. Amen? Add prayer time to your daily agenda. If you don't have it a part of your daily agenda, I challenge you today, add it to your daily agenda. You take the time to say, God, you and I today. And I'm going I'm to stick to it. Amen? We, 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 we need to be sure that we stick to that time. Sometimes when I'm in the car, I like to... That's where I try to make some calls and make some things or people accidentally call me and, and I'm on my way to an appointment and my wife's like, nope, you've got to make sure you make this appointment because this is an appointment just like any other appointment. 
Stick to what you're going to do. I was on the phone for an hour. Yeah, but you had a, you had this to do, so make sure you stick to stick to your appointments with God. Amen. So today's sermon. Who are you praying to? Who are you praying to? Amen. Who are you praying to? There's a movie called Talladega Nights. This is not a recommendation for you to go watch this movie. It's simply, I'm simply highlighting a piece of the movie. There's a pastor said, I can go watch this. This is a great movie. Um, it's a comedy movie on racing. But in one of the scenes, Will Ferrell says he's praying to little baby Jesus. And he goes on and on praying to little baby Jesus when finally somebody stops him and says, listen, he ain't a baby anymore. <laughs> but he says, listen, I'm praying to sweet baby Jesus, the Christmas baby. Because that's how I like to picture Jesus. And then he says, you can pray to whatever Jesus you want to pray to when you're praying, but this is the way I like to pray to my Jesus. And so his best friend says, well, I like to pray to a tuxedo t-shirt wearing Jesus. Because it says, I want to be formal but I also want to party too. He said, I like my Jesus to party, so because I like to party, I like him to party as well. And so my question for you today is, who are you praying to? Who are you praying to? Is it the sweet baby Jesus, the one in the manger who can't say a word yet? Is it some false perception of what Jesus Looks like, and is it who you think he is? Is, it, is he a party Jesus? Is that who you pray to so that you can continue to party? I love to party, so my Jesus parties. Uh, he turned water into wine. Woo! Let's go! Come on, somebody. Is, is, is the Jesus you pray to like some some genie and a lamp, and, and, then, and then when you need something, that's when you, who are you praying to? Who are you praying to? Are you praying to these type of gods, or are you praying to the creator of the universe? Are you praying to the most powerful being? Are you praying to the guy who died on the cross, but three days later said, nah, uh 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 Come on, somebody. Who are you praying to today? Are you praying to a defeated Jesus that's still on the cross, or are you praying to a God who said, nah, 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 we conquered the grave? A Jesus that's alive and well. Today, who? Who are you praying to? Who are you praying to? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Go there with me. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. It 
seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are. Yet, I like this, without sin. 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of God. I mean the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Amen. When we go to our heavenly father, we are able to go to him knowing that he has our best interests at hand. Amen. We, we go to him knowing that he can hear us. He sympathizes with us. Go ahead. Go ahead. He sympathizes with us because he himself was tempted. How many, how many, how many understand that? He can sympathize with us because he himself was tempted just as we are. He knows what it's like to be taken to the highest heights and told by Satan, Lucifer, the devil, the father of lies, the father of this earth, whatever you want to call him, he told Jesus, this could all be yours. All you have to do is what? Bow down and worship me. And so Jesus knows what it is to be tempted, but what did he do? He shut it down. He shut the enemy down. And he didn't take the bait like, a half, like half of Hollywood has. He, he, he didn't take the bait and say, oh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. Come on, somebody. See some of those people that you worship on the, on the big screen? Sold their souls to the devil. Some of those artists that you're out there listening to? Sold their souls to the devil. So Jesus knows what it is. The enemy says, I'll give you the fame, I'll give you the fortune, and guess what? They accept. They accept. They accept, but in order to achieve it, they either sell their souls to the devil or they make a sacrifice to do it. They make a sacrifice to do it. He's not some, some, some God who's far away. Who, who, who. He's not some baby who's sleeping in a manger still. He's the most powerful being there is. He's the creator of the universe. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. Who are you praying to? Who are you praying to? Come on, somebody. Listen, give me, give me my son. <laughs> Come here, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. If this is who you're praying to, Little baby Jesus still, amen. I, I, I get it. I get why you sit in your in, 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 in your in your in your um wallow. I, I get why you sit in your because you're defeated. If this is who you're praying to, a little baby Jesus, it's no wonder why you're sitting there with defeated lives. 
What's your perception? Who is God? Who is Jesus in your life? Ooh, because I get it. This guy can't even say daddy. That's all he says. Yeah, he says a couple. Of but, 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 but this is the reason. Come here. Come here, chat. Yeah. Looking like Jesus back there. Come here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Man. Come on, come on. Come this way with me. Now, how many want to pray to? There's a difference. I can call on Jesus. He can move my house right now, this guy. Come on, somebody. But this is, this is, this is, God's, our God's little. Why is your God so little? Why is your God so little? My God can do big things. Look at that. Coming through on that fitted turtleneck. <laughs> My God is big, y'all. Amen. Who are you praying to today? That's the thing. Amen. Thank you, son. Thank you for being part of my demonstration. Amen. He's bearing everything going. Praying to a small God? And you pray to a big God. <laughs> Things happen. Things happen on your behalf. Pray with confidence knowing that God's got me. Regardless of what it looks like right now, guess what? My God is bigger than all of this mess. I want to look at some scriptures real quick where Israel was challenged with the decision of who they were going to worship and who they were going to pray to. Amen. Turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 20. Ah. Amen. Got to give me a good amen. And so Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. It's a lot of scripture. Let's go through it. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? Come on, somebody. How long are you going to play? How long are you going to play church? How long are you going to be on the fence? How long are you going to be in one week and then out the next? How long are you going to be out Friday and Saturday and then come to the word, a church on Sunday? How, how long? How, what, what, where are we at? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let me know there's a lot of people worshiping false gods out there today. A lot of people worshiping false gods. And a lot of people confusing other people to worship their false gods. 
Therefore, verse 23, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves. Cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. And I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your gods, come on, and I, I will call on the name of the Lord, you know, plural, the God. And the Lord God who answers by fire, he is. And so all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. I know I said that wrong, but I'm flowing. First Kings 18.25, now Elijah said to the prophets of who? Baal, choose one bull for yourselves and prepare it first. For you are many and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. And so they took the bull which was given them and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal from morning even till noon saying, O Baal, hear us, O Baal, hear us, but there was what? There was no answer. There was no voice. No one answered. No one answered. Then they leaped about the altar which they had made. 27. And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them. <laughs> I can imagine he's just sitting there. <laughs> Keep going. This is go. Pray to your gods. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And he cried loud, for he is a god. Either he is meditating or he's busy. He's probably busy. Your God's busy. Maybe he's on a journey. Or perhaps he's sleeping and must be awakened. You, you, the, who are you praying to? He said, your God is probably asleep. Maybe he's on a journey. He went somewhere. He, went so he can't hear you right now. And so they cried aloud, verse 28. And they cut themselves, as was their custom, with knives and lances, until the blood gushed out on them. And when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But what? There was no voice, y'all. But there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. Man, there's a lot of people praying to some idols, to some, you know, everything is a God now some of these people. And they're praying to some false things out there. Verse 30. And then Elijah said to all the people, All right, come near to me. So all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah, verse 31, Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes 
of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. And then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two seeds of seed. Verse 33. And he put wood in order, cut the bull in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and said, Fill four water pots with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And does that make sense? Anybody ever try to start a fire with... might get a lot of smoke and then he said what do it a second time and they did it a second time and he said that's not enough water do it a third time and they did it a third time the Bible says verse 35 and so the water ran all around the altar and he also filled the trench with water. Come on, somebody. Who are you praying to? And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near the, and said, Lord, God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Israel, let it be known that this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. He said, Lord, don't let me look like a dummy here. <laughs> Water and all. I might have, that might have been my bad. I probably shouldn't add the water, but listen, God, we in it now. <laughs> We're in it now. Okay, okay. I, I shouldn't have went four times. My bad, my bad, my bad. Hear me, O Lord. Verse 37. Hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God, and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. And then the fire of the Lord <clears throat> fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now, y'all, verse 39, now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Come on, somebody. The Lord, He is God. They try to go before their idols and they try to go before, and they try to worship different things. He said, You can pray to whoever you want to pray to, but there's only one true God. There's only one living God. 
You can pray to a small God if you want to. My God is the creator of this universe. My God is a big God. My God has all creation in his hands. My God is the Alpha and the Omega. He started this thing. He's going to finish this thing. If you're praying to a small God, it's no wonder why you're still in fear. It's no wonder why you're still there with anxieties and worries and stressed out. Because you're praying to little baby Jesus. My Jesus, he grew up. Performed miracles. Took death in his hands. Took sin in his hands. And he says, I'll take it for you. And he died for you and I, but three days later he said, okay, let's go. Who are you praying to? Elijah. Elijah was able to pray the way he did. He was confident because he knew who he was praying to. He said, I ain't going to sit here and look like a dummy. I know my God's got me. I know that it, when this is all said and done, I know who I worship, I know who I follow, and I know what's about to happen. See, when you know God and when you talk with God in that manner, when you walk with God in that manner, you're able to be confident in your prayers. You're able to be confident in your prayers because you know who he is. You know his voice from the voice of the enemy. You know when he's telling you something, and it's just some knucklehead on social media that's telling you something. You can, you can distinguish who it is you're praying to. Bow your heads and close your eyes. First John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, that he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I don't know if you're out there watching today. And you say, that's me, I need, to, I need to confess my sins, I need to cleanse my soul, I need to remove some things. and I want to have God in my life. If that's you and you're out there watching, I want to pray with you before we do anything. And if you're out there for any reason you need prayer today, let me pray with you on it. Heavenly Father, I come before you. We pray for all those that are watching online, those that will watch this later. We pray that God, you would meet them right where they're at. I pray that Holy Spirit, those that are wanting to come before you and confess their sins and give their life to you, Father God, we pray that you would meet them right where they're at, right here, right now. I pray that, Father God, you would change their ways. You would change their life. And I pray that those that are out there that have a petition, whatever it might be, sickness or whatever that might look like, God, I pray that you would meet them. You would touch them. You would heal them. We pray all this in your heavenly precious name.